Good hello to you, listener. This is a note to say this podcast was recorded at Brocon in Limerick in a student accommodation room with Diamanda Hagen, so the, the audio isn't exactly the best, but it has got Diamanda Hagen, so enjoy. Hello and welcome to Pilot Season, and we've got a special guest today, Colonel Chesbridge from Danger 5. Hooray! Today we're going to talk about a man, a man in the high castle, the man in the high castle, uh, Colonel. Oh, Demon Hagen. Oh, it's just Demon Hagen. However, I will say, <laughs> remember to kill Hitler! <laughs> Incredibly relevant for this one, as it turns out. Yes! Because yes. there is Hitler's, there is Hitler's. Man in the high castle is like a serious potential never made uh, Danger 5 episode from season 1. Yes, actually. Uh, this is gonna go way over your head. Yes, it is. And actually, the basic plot of this does happen in season two. Also, I'm Patrick Brogan. I haven't seen that one yet. You oh. will. Also, I'm Patrick Brogan, and alongside me is Alan Byrne. Hello, Alan Byrne. Hello. And uh, we are all, we've also got a camera recording, as you probably can tell, the sound is slightly different. And as you have heard, we are with the Amanda Hagen because we are here in Limerick. It's Brocon! Yes. The, uh, the, the broiest of cons. It's about. Bros. I haven't seen any members of Bros here. They're invisible. <laughs> Do you know anything about the canon of Bros? Also, you can't have both members because then it'd be Broscon. It's just Brocon, so one member of Bros. And he's invisible. Oh. They, they rotate every year. <laughs> the more you know. Uh, <laughs> today uh, on Pilot Season, we are going to talk about The Man in the High Castle, which is the newest, slash most recent podcast we've ever covered on this show. Which is nice, considering it comes not long after the oldest thing we covered, which was The Adventures of Super Pup. The 1956 weird thing uh, with midgets. And with this, unlike other ones, you can't possibly have seen anything but the pilot, because nothing else exists but the pilot right now. So it can't, you know, skewer how you think about it. It's true, I mean, that's, that's true. This only came out, this only um, was broadcast in January, as far as I remember. Yeah, and then they're working on the first season right now, and... It was really successful, so there's going to be more of it in So, unlike, oh, like, say, The Adventures of Super Pup, or, I don't know, Clarissa Now, or... Um, Darkman. Or Darkman, or Puchinski, there will be more of this. And I don't want more of Puchinski. No one wants that. <laughs> Brad Jones does. <laughs> he wants uh, Tequila and Benetti, more of that. I don't want more Puchinski. I mean, Peter Boyle... Well, Peter Boyle is dead, so you can't really more Pachinski. Yeah, he was also in two episodes of X Files and Millennium. Jose right. Chung? No, 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 no. No, no, Jose Chung was someone else. Oh, no, he was the guy who saw how people were going to die. And he foresaw that Mulder will die. Uh, what was it? Um, Autoerotic asphyxiation. Wow, that's a. Interesting insight into Fox Mulder's sex life. Yep. The whole episode it was a comedy done by James Wong and all who did Millennium and that stuff, but, and Space Bob and Beyond, but the whole episode was about this guy who can only see how you die. Actually, you've seen Californication, is that how it ends? No, although you do see lots of uh, naked David Duchovny. He's, 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 he's in the pilot, his butt is in that, like, yeah. straight up butt. Seeing his ass is nothing, do you see his cock? Do you see <laughs> the Duchovny? As he calls it, he's like, I'm David Duchovny and this is the Duchovny. No. Mm. And then when he gets circumcised, it's going to be called just the Duke. 
for Duke of Albany? So, this is, this is going tangential way early. Um, the Man in the High Castle is based on a Philip K. Dick novel. Far from, like, from Dick to Dick. Oh, <laughs> segues. Professionalism. Here on Pilot Season. Um, and it was on Amazon. And um, we guess go straight into it, I suppose. Amazon, otherwise known as Netflix for people who don't have TVs. Oh, although I totally didn't watch it on Amazon, to what you had. Uh, yeah, I, I watched it on Amazon because I, I have access to the UK Amazon because of reasons. Yes, we watched this legitimately. Wink at the microphone. Yeah, Amazon don't let us stream even though their their European headquarters are in Ireland. Why? I have absolutely no idea. It doesn't make any sense. Same reason why it's something like how Apple Apple's headquarters is in Ireland, but there's no Apple store. Um, oh, it's a tax thing. Probably. Fuck more than likely. Yeah. Fuck them, um, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. Explicit warning on this podcast. <laughs> you should have known as me. True. Um, I'll remember to tick that on the on the feed burner. <laughs> yeah, well, if you have me over for something, you don't... You know, it's a bit it, silly. It, it, it's it, it'd be incredibly disappointing if you didn't... You know, have a it's, large string of expertise. It's like it's like inviting Brad on and being surprised at the man who has slightly less than average height in the room. It's just strange <laughs> to not expect it. Well, I expected it. Um, we go to start the It starts off with um, what's well, a breathy version of Edelweiss. It sounded sound like Regina Spector to me, but it probably wasn't. Um, lots of make sure we won't get into what the plot actually is until we get into it, but. Uh, very haunting Edelweiss. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it, it really sets a tone immediately. The, 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 they've got all these shots of like American monuments with war footage playing over it. Like the, there's some shots of Mount Rushmore with the, the parachutes. It kind of looks like the presidents are crying. Yeah, it it's, does. It's a, a little, it's just this side of not far enough. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it doesn't look like it's, it's a bit like too a, far. It's a bit like the ser- a serious version of the intro to Clan Conquer Red Alert. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I must re-edit that with Hellmarch played over it. It'd be so good. Um, I did think that then from that, in- from that intro we get into this, this uh, cinema, which I thought looked like the, um, the set from Siskel and Ebert of the movies, um, where they have this gentleman is watching uh, newsreel footage, which is all about promoting their brave leaders and um, how the workers are all great guys and um, he gets handed a note by someone which tells him to go be a manager at a place and um, Oh, in the cinema, the film you're watching, it was a bit like a it was supposed to make you think it was a propaganda film of how wonderful America is and at the mm. end it's like rug pull! America was conquered by the Nazis! Yeah. It's, it's quite well done. done. Yeah, it's a uh, it, it's, it, it looks like one of those, um, it, it, it really feels like one of those uh, MST3K shorts, the kind of footage they use for one of them. Um, this guy leaves the cinema and we see that there are, there's a, like a, he's in New York and we see that um, there's like a giant Nazi imagery all over Times Square. Yeah, and do you notice the German words um, that were really high up and big? It was actually, um, work will set you free. Oh, well, our, um, our right, our right, yeah. yeah. I didn't spot that. I didn't see that. I, I didn't spot it either, but I read a thing online that said it happened, so I'm guessing it did. <laughs> research. <laughs> research. Uh, more research than I've done. <laughs> I have four pages of notes. 
<laughs> no, check out the week. Well, can you see my handwriting there? Do you think I can finish Can I with? read them? You can try reading them. Oh, I remember that happening in this. Oh, <laughs> Podcasting. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the Greater Reich. Is uh, the name of this part of um, America? Uh, I wonder why. That's a different. There's a difference from the book. Is it? Because in the book, it's just it's still the United States of America. Oh. It's the United States of America, the Pacific States of America, and I think the American Free State is the middle middle oh, neutral, part. neutral area. Yeah. Yeah. So should we just say what the actual con- contents of yeah, the thing is? Yeah, we should explain this. Yeah. Uh, it's basically this, um, at war, during World War II, instead of the, the Allies winning, the, um, the Nazis have won, and they um, they dropped a nuclear bomb on... Something. Um, it was bomb, I Washington, D.C. I don't know. I, I don't think it ever says. I feel like they, they mentioned D.C. And uh, essentially they partitioned the U.S. into part... Um, controlled by Japan and part con- uh, controlled by the, um, the Nazis and in the middle there's a, a neutral zone um, which is like an awful swathe of land to be neutral to be kind of yeah but there's nothing there true enough it's all the Midwest Midwest yeah. constantly gets ignored anyway yeah and like, the Japanese parts like half the size of the German part that's probably because um, they're probably going for like roughly equal population size in each yeah. bit yeah I did feel like uh, watching this going with this Given how crappy the Germans were, were controlling Europe, this could never have worked. Because <laughs> the Germans were just totally just... For by the late 40s, it was just... You might as well have just given up. Because the, the Italians were pointless, and um, the Nazis were running out of money, and everything, and Hitler was just going to be mad. Weirdly, the, I don't think even the book says what happens to the Italians. The Italians, because I know from information about the book, they... The German Empire, uh, they drained the Mediterranean, turned it into farmland, and it's, it goes straight out into Africa and everything like that. And they, they reshape the world, mm. and uh, they have colonies on the moon and stuff. That's uh, yeah. It's, Sky is real. Um, <laughs> so no if I touch that in the series. But they never mention what to the Italians, so I guess Italy must have got subsumed into the Germans. Yeah. Um, presumably Mussolini is around somewhere with one of his many mistresses. Yeah. Probably not hanging from a lamppost. And uh, apparently the uh, the attack on, this is probably going to happen in the series as well, the attack on Russia was so bad that they basically killed 99.8% of everyone from Poland to Russia, all that whole area. And they have taken over the, as much as they can for farmland for Germans. But there's little pockets in Siberia where they've got the surviving Russians and all are basically in reservations. That kind of thing really did happen as well. There were people who went up to the, into the Siberian mountains, I guess, or Siberia, or into Russia, as deep as they could go, and they lived there undisturbed for until the 70s. They, they, went, they were escaping uh, Stalin, and then some sociologists found these people, and uh, within a few years, uh, you know, they kind of caught diseases and stuff, and a lot of them died. But um, they even invented their own language and everything. It's really interesting. Anyway, let's get back to the <laughs> actual thing. Um, a man, this guy, he's called uh, Joe. He takes the uh, U-Band to a factory uh, where he goes to meet this manager who was aforementioned on the no- on the note he was handed. And the manager is a bit wary of him because uh, he's, he's, he's 27, he's, he's a bit young, made me feel, made me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but he can't, he's, he's, he's not convinced this guy is trustworthy, but Joe is pretty, pretty much convinced him he's not a spy. Uh, spoilers uh, for later. <laughs> Might not... The, the manager, Mr. Warren, might not have gotten the, the judgment correctly on that guy. 
Um, what Warren basically takes him off, um, well, basically wants him to take um, a van or, or a truck across, um, out of the Reich, over to, into um, the neutral zone, where he, um, all he knows is that he's carrying um, coffee, coffee cans, isn't it? Yeah, coffee cans. And he gives him the map, gives him the truck, gives him some benzodrine to keep him going, um, as we do, and um, can't be a truck away from no. <laughs> and then, uh, and basically, they, they come outside and end up in a Nazi firefight where uh, Joe actually saves Mr. Warren from being killed, but uh, has to drive away before um, he gets caught himself. And basically, everybody in the factory seems to get rounded up, and most of them are dead, and most of them are dead. And the head of the Nazis who captures them is Rufus fucking Sewell. Star of Dark City, hacked for all those in the 90s. I don't know, there's me with my slightly larger than average eyes and my curly black hair. I'm like, Hugh Grant, but dark. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to vanish for a decade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, over in the other side, in the uh, Japanese Pacific States, as they call them in this, uh, martial arts is happening with a lady, a lady named Juliana. Um, and she's... She, she pretty much routinely or roundly defeats a guy who, who she's um, sparring against. Who was reminded, you know, only your ego is bruised just because the lady beats you up. And she puts off going on. She puts off the advances of a young Chinese or Japanese boy who uh, really ha- really has a crush on her, um, but also knows that she has a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, well, you know, it's it's a country being. To be honest, um, when you if you're the invading or uh, conquering power. And you know you've got a local girl that you're interested in who's who's dating another local. You're basically going to look down. They're going to say that you are the better person. So ah yes, it might go as far as saying you know that guy's a piece of shit because local. I will have you, or it might be just a, a subconscious bit of well, obviously I'm better than him. Our country won. Yeah, so that's that. That was realistic. I thought. Yeah, I I'd agree with that. And um, she when she leaves the um, the dojo. She runs into her sister Trudy, who is, who kind of comes off like she maybe joined a cult, <laughs> in how uh, how excited she is and how she's how she's got a job. She's uh, she's found the reason for everything. Is, for everything, she totally sounds like she's gone and joined a cult. Um, what is California? <laughs> and it's, it's San Francisco. It's San Francisco. Well, well. Yeah, it's even even more so. Um, uh, their interaction is kind of brief. Um, then Juliana goes back to her home, to her home where her mother is watching. Like I think it's like it's like a, a faked version of uh, what's my what's my line? What's that, that show? What's my game? What's my called? game? Yeah, it's I know the real show it's based on. Um, I forget what it's called. I, now. Maybe I misunderstood the rules for that. That was the the guy playing it was in a Nazi uniform. Yeah. And I, he was saying what he did, and I I think that the Nazi uniform was like their default one. And he, yeah. he, he does he's not actually a Nazi, but he was. He was, you know, he was, so they couldn't get any clues from how he was dressed. I think it was, it was, it was a TV show in the 50s, uh, uh, I forget what it was called now, but you'd have basically a panel and they were trying to guess what a person, some, something about a person, like um, the references of Colonel Sanders and Groucho Marx and um, John, John Cale from the Velvet Underground was in one. Um, I think to take off of that, basically they're, they're guessing some skill or some okay. secret thing about him. Because they yeah they ask him if if he learned it in the in the Hitler Youth 
Yeah. And he says, yeah, I did. And we never get another plug. We never do find out what he actually could do. Maybe that's next week. <laughs> this is episode two. Find out what he did. But Also, the plot stuff. Yeah. I'm very good at burning dead humans. <laughs> Which comes up later. In an incredibly yes. dark scene. Yeah. Um, is that the one with the lighters? Uh, it's the, the, one, the red... one with the when he stopped to oh, tire his tire. Oh yes, there's a, there's a bit that's even more hor- more horrible than that from the book, which I, will probably come in the show, where they've actually created they uh, the Nazis have genocided pretty much all of Africa, and, and they started making industries out of body parts involving uh, like using finger bits of finger joints and stuff inside the construction of of lighters. Good. Uh, that's that's a pretty horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Unsurprisingly, Juliana's mother is not big, not a not a big fan of the Japanese, because uh, they killed Juliana, Juliana's father, and um, she's kind of annoyed that Juliana is taking martial arts. But uh, you get that it's kind of a nice scene because it, you you see sort of um, it feels like Juliana's kind of she's kind of used to this whole living under living under this um the the Japanese and kind of embraced some elements of of the of the culture. Whereas you can see, like, the, her mother is obviously of the previous generation and holds a, a grudge against the, the Japanese naturally for... Yeah, she was probably, like, five or six when they invaded. Yeah. Uh, what, what year? This is in... 62. 62. So it's a good, like, it's a good long while since, uh, 45. Um, meanwhile, uh, where am I on the This is page... You've got stuff written on the back of it. Oh, I do! Jesus Christ, Parker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So Julie goes to meet her, meets her boyfriend Frank at a bar, and uh, he's an artist, but his artwork is modern and therefore is degenerate, uh, because you know, the, the Japanese is the Nazis. Japanese. The Nazis are like that. The However, Nazis, the, yeah. the Japanese they they want to see pre pre invasion American stuff. Yeah. It's sort of like how the it's a it's a uh, commentary on how Americans or modern day Americans love seeing Native American stuff before mm. the white people arrive. It's basically like the desiccated corpse of the people they of the people mm. they conquered. Yeah, and her boyfriend also wants um wants to settle down, Juliana, but they're they both seem kind of sketchy about it because uh, their boyfriend Frank's uh, grandfather was a was a Jew, so he's part Jewish, and that could naturally with the Nazis lead to a bit of a problem. Well, yeah, but the Nazis were on the other side of America. I I, yeah. I possibly this was the book as well. I'm just I'm mm. confused as to why this would be an issue with the Japanese because mm. the. The Japanese didn't particularly have an issue with the Jews, I don't think. Like, if you were Chinese or whatever, yeah. you were fucked. But the Jews, they... I could be remembering wrong, but I think there was cases of, of Jewish people uh, in, in Japan who the Japanese refused to hand over and stuff because they didn't care. Oh, and it also brings up in the episode that they um, they allow, um, like, African-Americans to, to, to leave the, the um, Pacific States pretty freely. I mean, they, they can go into the neutral zone and end up Maybe being rounded up by the Nazis, but um, yeah. Now that you've mentioned that, I, that isn't that is sort of strange. unless it's like some sort of terrorism treaty, and it'll come up later. That that it's a, I suppose it's possible, yeah. Um, but the um, the, Na- the Japanese as well. Uh, the Nazis have became you know spent the last fifteen years becoming super Nazis, as in worse and worse and worse. The Japanese have uh, have actively liberalized, which. Makes a little bit of sense because uh, the ones in America, they've conquered California yeah. and they've basically gone a little bit native. It's like if you ever fly from uh, Dublin to America, the TSA agents in America, in the, in the American thing, the American agents living in, in Ireland working at the airport, they're much nicer than the ones in America. 
because they don't have the, the, the hierarchy there to yeah, they've gone they, they've gone negative. Yeah. yeah. We often see old Hitler on TV. I kind of enjoyed it. I kind of enjoyed old Hitler. It's just like he's so like he's got white hair and he's gone all I haven't seen him very well, but he's he's old and he's um how he's got he's got a hand in his pocket and there's a guy in the there's a guy in, in talking to I think he was talking to Frank yeah. he mentions that like you know he's got his hand in his pocket because he's he's got Parkinson's and he's shaking like crazy and he's um you know he's on his way out and dying and that's kind of a, a subplot running through the episode is that Hitler is basically gonna die because uh, he's because he's old and, and there's gonna be a power struggle yeah between um, um, Himmler and um, and next. Uh, it was reality there because in the last footage of Hitler that was taken, he was still alive. Mm. Uh, he was like talking to the Hitler Youth in a lineup, like about I mean, five months before he died. And there's some footage from behind the back, and he's holding his hand behind his back, and it is shaking like mad. Mm. I don't know if it was Parkinson's or whatever, but his hand was shaking. Wow, I... some sort of tremor. Yeah. yeah, it might have been because you know because of all the the drugs he was taking or whatever. Yeah. But it's real, real life parallel there. Yeah, that, that might be the could, could that possibly be the inspiration for that. Possibly. I, I wasn't aware of that actually myself. It's um, also a really good excuse not to have decent footage of Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> because the Nazis would not want footage of a sick Hitler out there. So you don't actually need a guy to, to, to look that much like him. It, yeah. It, it, or you could have just done the whole, the whole Stalin version and got an actor to play you on TV. All the time. Oh yeah. Yeah, the funny thing about Stalin doing that, there were times people wrote down interactions out of Stalin when he would actually Talk as though the films that you know that were based where he was a character, as though those events actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> Even mm. though the films were not based on reality at all. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like Lady or Ronald Reagan, I fought in the war. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but uh, after this, we, we, this is where we found out. I know that anyway. That uh, DC was the place that got bombed. But I guess makes sense. If you want to do something, you bomb. That was my civilization. Um, uh, Tactic. tactic, yeah. Always when you when you get your your nukes, you go and bomb the capital of the place you're on you're you're fighting, and you bomb it a lot. Uh, <laughs> I don't bomb New York though. I mean, apart from anything else, DC is a nice city. It's got lots of interesting stuff. New York, it's bigger. It's got a lot of more people. It's bigger as a symbol. While DC, it's like it's got museums and stuff. You don't want to damage that. Well, you, you're still you're 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 going after the administrative capital of the place. It's more I think more to wipe out like the people who are in charge. I think is the idea. That's what I would. That's, that's what I used to do on Civilization. Right? <laughs> uh, I, I, I was awful for that. Um, as long as they kept Philadelphia okay. Then <laughs> uh, they can go to the real capital. Whoa! I never thought of that, did you, Nazis? <laughs> Tru, uh, Trudy turns up again, and um, she has a way out. She um, she hands uh, Juliana a, um, a satchel. A satchel, and then she's promptly shot by the Japanese. Oh, well, not that probably. She runs away and then gets shot off screen. Just around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Um, she, uh, uh, Trudy goes and she sets up her reel-to-reel uh, player, which was a convenience that she had one. Um, I guess that's not really... Uh, yeah. Not, not, not really. Uh, if you're semi-well off in that yeah. era, you would probably have yeah. a, a film player. Not necessarily a, a big thing. Um, but uh, we, don't, we don't... The way this is shot, we don't actually see the footage like the first few times he watches it we just get her reaction to it which is really really good um i think it's like the third time and and this is the point where it goes completely fucking oh, yeah. mental yes so this this is where you go oh right yeah this was written by a science fiction author because <laughs> uh, yeah this you actually you tweeted that like, yeah and i was watching it at the time and I was like, she's 
bloody right. This has gone weird. Because <laughs> what happens is uh, she's got footage on that news on a, on a newsreel footage of actual um, you know, D-Day landing and the Alta conference and the Allies winning the war. Basically. And the flag being raised over Iwo Jima. Yes. Well, I can see. I can see my main problems with this. Mm-hmm. They would need narration or or writing or something for her to make sense of these images because mm-hmm. the landing that could be a landing anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it's iconic to us, not to her. Yeah. Yalta, she would recognize Churchill possibly, but you mm-hmm. know, fifteen years earlier she was like six at the time, mm-hmm. uh, and Stalin maybe. Mm-hmm. According to the man in the High Castle book, Roosevelt the, the diverging part is Roosevelt dying in nineteen thirty three. So so if she if would not recognize yeah. Roosevelt. Yeah. So you got all that. And then you've got the um Ah, the other issue, um, got that problem. Actually, that might be my whole point. You got all that problem. Now, mm. in the book, uh, it's not actually. This isn't what happened. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I looked this bit up. It, it, yeah, it's it's not a movie reel at all. It's a book. Okay. Which it, it's a book that tells the story of the the Allies winning the war. It's mm. an altered history book. But, uh, I, but weirdly, it's not an ironic and alternate history book that tells our history. It's written in their in their culture, so yeah. it's an alternate reality one where the Allies won. Mm-hmm. However, because the communists could never amount to anything, because the person who wrote the book grew up in Nazi America, mm-hmm. they were all like communists. They'll never amount to anything. So in his alternate reality, the Cold War is between America and Britain. Hmm. Wow, <laughs> that's that's a bit divergent, alright? That makes more sense in the that might make more sense in the context of the world because then there's this kind. Of, yeah, you, you said that one. It's uh, yeah. this is where you find out. This is where you realize this is a sci-fi writer or sci-fi thing because otherwise, how in the hell do they have footage of something that didn't happen? Yeah, and uh, one of the other characters like this is being faked by someone, but yeah, the footage was... is real life footage from our world. So this better be a parallel universe gateway thing, otherwise stylistically it makes no sense. Yeah, that's my personal theory anyway. That. There, there's access to alternate realities, and that's why the Nazis are so advanced. Actually, now you just remember something. Um, in the in the Man in the High Castle in the book, they're really hyper advanced. The Germans especially. But uh, one of the bits in the in the book, the idea is, is that the people in the in the Man in the High Castle, they're actually not experiencing reality as it is. They're all in a group mass delusion, and it has been since a particular time in history. Mm. So the real and and the indication. From the book is that the real history is actually the one with America and Britain in the Cold War, and the idea is that we are in a mass delusion as well, because we are not experiencing that. Yeah. So, uh, so there's two realities, both in a delusion about a third one in, in a, a third book, reality. In a book, in a book. Layers. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting a bit too deep. Philip K. Dick, what do you expect? Yeah. Um, this and this is where we get the the drop of the. The title, the man, uh, Frank mentions it's the man in the high castle. He makes these movies, and um, they're they're fake, basically. It is, it is yeah. In the book, yeah, the man in the high castle wrote the novel, which is mm. like the revolutionary underground love this novel. And it inspires mm. them to do stuff. Um, the boyfriend wants wants to destroy it, but um, because it's, it's treasonous to have it. But um, this is the point where he where Juliana uh, reveals that um, Trudy's been killed and. Um, Frank wants to destroy the thing or, or go to the police with it but um, we'll more on that later because we go to uh, Joe who is travelling across uh, the New Reich um, he's popping pills and he hears some sirens and gets kind of panicky but it's nothing 
there, there, there's nice that there, uh, the, the, to do the travelling montage, they, they do the, the standard red line on the map and you can see all the, the new cities that have been built by, but there's a New Berlin. Mm. And actually, New Berlin's actually an actual place, isn't it? In America? In America? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It might have been an old city was renamed New Berlin. Mm-hmm. Possibly. No, no, actually no. Definitely not. Berlin, I think, was named after American colonisation. Might be, I don't think so, though. Um, well, there's definitely a New Berlin here. They possibly renamed an American city New Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, like the uh, British renamed uh, New Amsterdam. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, back, we go back, there's a quick little thing with Job. We go back to Frank, who's. Um, uh, he's. Basically, he has lots of drawings of these. He's hiding his, the actual art that he wants to, that he really wants to do because it's verboten. And. Um, uh, Julie also has a, a ticket to Colorado that um, Trudy had, and while Frank wants her to go off to the police, she says she'll go alone. He really insists on going with her. It's kind of clear at this point she's got a plan, because as soon as he's gone, she packs up and she's out of there. She even puts the little neck necklace that he wore or that he made for her on the stand, and and um, goes off uh, and when runs into that kid from earlier and. Ever so not subtly, it's like, I'm not hiding anything here, I'm yeah, not going anywhere. Yeah, so terrible. <laughs> well, I'm totally not hiding a thing. Um, meanwhile, at some sort of Nazi tower, uh, with the giant swastikas everywhere. Um, it's the uh, it's Nazi embassy in the Pacific States. Oh. And yeah, the, uh, the Japanese crown prince is coming to visit. The crown prince, I think that would be the Japanese emperor who died a few years ago that would be hmm. actually no no uh, it might be the one right now Hirohito was the one during World War II yeah, yeah. and he was... died in the early 90s I think yeah he died yeah he would have so the possibly the current Japanese emperor is the crown prince yeah and the the Japanese guy who's like making all the plans and helping tons of the Nazis is Kari Hirohito Gawa aka Chang's fucking son he is the Shang Tsung, except for maybe Bruce Payne in the odd episode of Mortal Kombat Conquest, but only one or two, because that series is shit. Thanks, <laughs> Sue! Excited. I mean, I did not notice. Because um... he wasn't wearing a sweet leather trench coat with, like, Chinese characters, and he wasn't, like, having his long hair and everything going, We just begun! And it was about 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um... But he's Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat Legacy Season 2 as well. Oh, well. Uh... I didn't know. Their, their planning is, as Yamanda said, for the visit of the Crown Prince. Um, the problem is because uh, the Feng Shui is not right in the room, so it's not suitable for the Crown Prince. And this is where you start to see you know, like the, the fact that there's a little bit of a tension, tension of, between the yes. Japanese and the, and the Nazis. Um, it's... Uh, you have when the... Um, it was the you have when, um, when the Japanese uh, people leave, they go into a lift and they're just talking about how there's like bad... Bad omens, and the Nazis are like, "Yeah, we're just gonna yeah, Hitler's, Hitler's gonna die soon, and when when uh, Hitler's gone, we'll basically we'll sort out these Japanese people." Yeah, the the trade minister is very into the I Ching. Yeah, and the book, yeah, uh, the I Ching was used by Philip K. Dick to help plan the the book. Oh, to help plot it. That's a, that's an oracle thing that he mentions in the. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a bit. Um. You see, research. I don't write notes, but I, I read Wikipedia articles. <laughs> Occasionally, I read Wikipedia article, articles as well. But just for, for this one, I didn't have. I, I, 
I didn't take the notes. <laughs> I I did this the night before we left. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> Making me look bad. Please, Whisker, I gotta write four part notes because the next day I gotta travel like four hours to get to Limerick, and there's me being all like, I gotta go four hours and then another three. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe gets a flat tire. <laughs> yeah, this bitch. Yeah. Um, and uh, actually, because the flat tire gets stuck and. Uh, I think it's actually it's the scene in between that before we get the cop coming to help oh, him. Because yeah. we cut back to Rikers Island where Mr. Warren, the man from earlier, is um, he's being beaten up and uh, tortured by the Nazis. And he doesn't want to tell them anything, but he just keeps plugging away, whacking with stuff. Um, and uh, we cut back to, to Joe again, who uh, meets a cop who he... Um, who helps him out uh, the papers and everything? He checks the papers and everything that Joe has and sees no problem, and uh, shares a sandwich with him. They have a they have a little moment where they have a a, a chat about you know how the cop was a uh, U.S. war soldier like um, Joseph's dad was, and uh, this is the bit where it gets a little dark because <laughs> uh, ashes start falling from the sky, and. Uh, that's because the nearby hospital, they're burning the crippled people. Every Tuesday. <laughs> Every Tuesday. Tuesday is Ash Day. So it's like Torchwood Miracle Day. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it is totally like Miracle Day. They're, they're burning the cripples. They're burning the, the terminally ill. Um, gee, I wonder if that's where Russell T. Davies got his idea from. <laughs> oh, do you remember the... Uh... The phone... The, the, the phone-in show we listened to on the way home from Dublin one time? Oh, yeah, uh, that exact thing. <laughs> we were listening to to Four uh, FM. Uh, it's um, middle of the middle age radio station, and and they had had this chat show on, and the topic of the day was abortion for some reason, <laughs> and all the crazies rang in, including one who was talking about uh, uh, the the scandal a few years ago with the the uh, NHS burning corpses in the incinerator that happened to fuel the. Uh, to happen to power the hospital it's, yeah it, it was it, 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 we, uh, we made a big thing out of it <laughs> it, it jumped right into it jumped right because, into it because, it, because Ireland is anything about abortion just Ireland tends to be crazy about abortion yeah that was the same uh, thing we, what we, we turned it on first we just heard uh, an, basically an old woman yelling to her brother like, you're a paedophile you're a paedophile you're a paedophile <laughs> To who? To another caller who was coming in and who, who was um who was just saying that it was different topic entirely to the podcast, but it basically that the, the guy who called in was saying, you know, you can treat these people with um, you know, drugs and, and therapy and stuff and she's like, No, you're a paedophile, you're supporting paedophile, that means you're a paedophile. It, it was the weirdest call in show. Bonkers. It sounds <laughs> like it's up there to the episode of Nolan, which is a Northern Irish one. Where I've seen some Nolan alright, it seems like there was yeah. one where um this guy was arguing with Richard Dawkins about something, and this guy was like talking about, Well, if you listen to this guy who, who's like a really smart scientist, he says you're wrong. And then Dawkins is like, Well, that guy, I actually know him. We work together, and actually he agrees with me on this subject. <laughs> and then he asks, he, he does a little thing on line saying, If you're listening to this, please call in. I don't think the guy called in, but I can't remember the subject or anything, but it was quite funny. <laughs> Every crazy person in Yeah, there, there was no one there speaking from authority on that, on yeah. our phone and showing <laughs> No, it was, it was, the, it was insane. Um, so the, the, 
he gets away from the cop and the um we, we find out about the, the whole ashes thingy and um so uh, Juliana goes to the train station where she um meets up with someone who was supposed to meet with Trudy and insists on going in Trudy's place to um somewhere in uh, to Cannon City, which I think was in Colorado, um to do whatever Trudy had to do. And and doesn't get a lot of information on what she's meant to do. No. <laughs> Just go to Cannon City, it'll be fine. Yeah. Because there's one really weird thing about the Man in the High Castle, which is not touched on in the series, and I doubt they're going to touch on this. But, in the book, there's actually three powers in the world. There's right. the Japanese and the Germans, and there's a third one. The, you know, the, the Free State American ones aren't really independent, mm. they're sort of like a satellite state of both of them. There's another country, which was never invaded, never conquered by either. Out of the entire world! And apparently it's exactly the same as it was before the war. Canada. <laughs> Why? I don't know. You know, you would have thought they would have been... Because they weren't neutral in World War II. No, they, no, they, 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 were, they were totally allies. Yes. Yeah, you, you know, maybe the British royal family went there and went all, Hitler! We're totally Germanic. Be nice to us. You can have the pissy little islands. Give us Canada. And Hitler's like, okay, I like you, Britain. But in a high-pitched voice with Hitler. It's like more mocking. So, and after this, we find out that we, we see the, the, this man arrives on a plane uh, to talk to the um, Japanese. Uh, what, what was he? He was uh, the trade minister. Trade minister, and um, he uh, they have a, a, a basically have a chat about how you know, Hitler is ill, and um, Himmler and Goebbels are the ones who can vying for power afterwards, and uh, Himmler will win. And basically, you know, if if if, if um, after Hitler dies, there'll be a war. Goebbels, uh, no offense, Goebbels, if you're listening, but you were a drug-addled, crazy man who uh, was a, a laughingstock behind the scenes. You were apparently hardcore in World War One when you were in the Wehrmacht, but, I, but in World War Two, no. Himmler was like, you know, cra- he was like made of ice and steel. That guy. We're gonna get all the pro pro Goebbels lobbies gonna be all over this podcast now. Oh fuck them! It's gonna be basically nothing but like hashtag Goebbels game. Yeah. <laughs> discussion about in the, in the factory that Frank works at and um, one guy is, is convinced Rommel will be the man to take over afterwards because Rommel it's the most sane choice actually yeah, yeah. yeah. Rommel seems like the, the the most noble of the the high command of the, well, he was just a yeah. pretty general he didn't, he, yeah he didn't like he, he did not like the Nazis at all so you know but, probably the best choice for rationality um, but he, he's apparently 70 and hasn't been seen in, in ages so yeah bit of a long shot there um, he's out in the desert he's planning <laughs> everyone else you know does campaigning and stuff he's like no he plans <laughs> he's got tanks and so Trudy is going across the country on a bus and this is where she meets crazy lady who um, who is like pointing out that there's no there's only white people on the bus and uh, the, the Japanese have black people out but um the German will get them because there's this guy called the Marshal who goes out who um, hunts them down, and uh, crazy crazy lady is just crazy. Um, I'm back at, um, but meanwhile this gets cuts around an awful lot because back then we have Joe. Um, Did they mention why black people like to leave the Pacific States of America? No, if you're in, if you're if you're in danger in the middle part, why would you go there? It doesn't really say. It just never actually mentions that. In the. In real in the book, 
you know, the Nazis, you know, did a mega holocaust and killed, like, all of Africa. Mm. But, weirdly enough, I was one of the books I've been reading is called Hitler's Black Victims. Right. And it explains that the Nazis treated black people, they were not treated as badly as the famous holocaust group, you know, groups, like, you yeah. know, the gypsies, the Jews, gay people. They were, they were, um, they, they were second-class citizens, mm. but it was not, and they were racist as mm. fuck, but they were not violently racist. Mm. So... I'm finding it a little bit confusing because apparently that wasn't. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Or maybe I'm misunderstanding. If you think about it, the Germans didn't really have to deal with black people. Oh much. no, no, there actually were. There, uh, the, the French population uh, had a decent amount of black people because of mm. colonies and stuff. Yeah. And in oh, World yeah. War One, when after the French got like various parts of Germany, mm. uh, well, the, so there were there were a lot of French mm. soldiers that were black went over there well, and married Germans. I think the the, the it's more like the. Um, the, so, the the fact that it was in the, you know the the main thrust of the kind of the Nazi angle was towards the Jews and to people in Europe because you could really you could blame them on they were being blamed for the um the fact that everything was awful basically so yeah, the, I, the, I, the I, I can see I can kind of see how that works in a yeah, way yeah the Nazi view their the style of their racism against black people compared to other people were yeah. that. Basically, they felt that they were um, that they were stupid, while other ones they thought Jewish they thought Jewish people were were clever. They thought they were clever and subhuman. Black people they thought were stupid and subhuman. Yeah, but um, but yeah, they were actually German soldiers in World War Two and stuff. Oh, yeah, pretty interesting. I, I, that I didn't know about myself. Mm -hmm. um, let's see where we're we? Marshall, and we have uh, Joe is uh, doing some dialing on a phone. Has a swastika on it. I like that little bit of set, little bit of design because you had the you had the, the phone thing and then you had the, <laughs> the swastika underneath the dial. <laughs> That's really going all out with your emblem. Um, Always be branding. That's oh. like the Danger Five joke when it was like when they go to Germany in the first episode. It's like, oh no, it's a German power outlet. And it's like the German plugs <laughs> in the swastika. swastika. <laughs> And it's not long. It's not long after this that he um he finds that underneath his van, uh, what he actually is carrying is also a film, um presumably another one of the man in the castle film. Or it it is. It has the, it, he opens the canister and has the same title. Oh, it's the same. I couldn't title. see it on my. The, the, grass, see, the grasshopper lies uh, awake. Yeah. Or I couldn't see like it on my very high quality Amazon screen that I was watching it on. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so the crazy lady from the bus steals uh, Juliana's bag and runs off, but she didn't get the film, so it's all right, I guess. Uh, meanwhile, Warren is unconscious, and his, uh, his um, the guys are torturing his left, but the um, the um, long German name Mabler, if you're a, uh, he uh, gets the tortured guy to come back uh, because you know even though he's unconscious, still wants to beat him. Uh, most and it's, and it's really all just for the laugh, really, because they know everything. As it turns out, the Nazis know what Joe is doing. They they, they know where he's going. They yeah. know what he's got. They know, yeah, it's it's really just because the guy's sadistic. Well, no, he, he does explain his motives. Oh yeah, but, oh yeah, he does, doesn't he? Um, and because yeah, because he wants them to think, but they don't know. Basically, also he probably enjoys it. That's that's how Nazis are usually portrayed. Um, never, he, he doesn't you don't, seem, you don't get that many friendly Nazis. He doesn't seem sad to have to get the face flogged yet. No. I, <laughs> I think he's enjoying it. I mean, I can't think of really of a friendly Nazi. Maybe the guy in the producers. <laughs> um, Which version of the producers? Um, um, Kenneth Mars or Will Ferrell? I'm, my head, I'm going straight to Will Ferrell in my head because I haven't seen the other one in a long time. <laughs> 
I've seen okay. both of them. Now I wanna th- I'm gonna have to rack my brain for fucking crazy movies to see if I can think of a friendly Nazi. <laughs> um I trust you to find one at some point. I probably could. Um so uh, meanwhile Warren and the blah blah blah. There is Schindler's list. Yeah. But he only joined because he had to. Um so uh, we what else are going to work? Uh, the thing in the diner then where uh, Julia can't pay for her meal because she hasn't got any money. Because um, the crazy lady from the bus has stolen her stolen stuff. Stolen it. And, um, or most of her stuff. Most of her stuff apart from the, the film and the stuff that was there. But then Joe comes along and he um, he pays for it and they kind of have a bonding moment. Like drinking, I think he was drinking beer, I couldn't really tell. Um, out in the sun and having, having the chats. Uh, meanwhile, we kind of see that basically everyone in uh, Julie's life is getting uh, arrested and brought into uh, and brought into uh, uh, prison camp. Frank getting beaten up, people getting shot, uh, Warren is dead, um, and it and the like. The every, everything looks pretty bad, apart maybe apart maybe for the two people who are in Cannon City, but then. We find out at the very, very end that Joe was a spy all along. George and Because because he rings the, the uh, he rings Rufus Sewell. Yes, and tell him. Yes. And, and I, I, I think the implication there is that he's Rufus Sewell's son. Yeah, because he's like yeah, your father would be very proud. Um, maybe one. not. Well, maybe. Yeah, I don't think he's his son. No. Sewell's not old enough to have fought in World War Two. That's true. Yeah. Um, Maybe he knows where his son is. Maybe he's being blackmailed. Could be. Could be. Um, Maybe I, his father wasn't was a, was a soldier on the German side. I didn't see that coming, actually. It is it, the twist is very well covered. Yeah. The, the, it, they do it a lot a lot to get you to sympathise with Joe and and if you don't know it's coming, you you don't see it coming. No, no. It's... The, there was one problem though. Was why was Joe um so worried about running into Nazis? When he was yeah. on the bus. Unless he actually literally only has the, the evidence that he's a resistance person. Not but he's act, but and he's so deep cover that they wouldn't know. That's probably the only reason that, that would be a thing. I can't think of any I can't think of any other way you Yeah, if, if Rufus Sewell is his only contact. Yeah, it's not like you can text him or anything. <laughs> this man, this man has my contact. Um it's uh this is really good. Um I quite enjoyed it. Uh, got, I I didn't um, didn't see the ending coming. Um, the production is amazing. The production is really really good. Yeah, uh, probably was better in, in you know in a higher quality stream than the Amazon stream I was totally <laughs> watching it on. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I would probably watch this. I mean, it's, I know it's being made. Interesting. Yeah. I'm gonna add it to my list. I have a. I have a collection of films that I watch, uh, series that I watch when I'm editing, because mm. I can pay attention to stuff while I'm editing, because I can do that, because I'm hardcore, and that's how I roll. And I never uh, cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add it to my list, like, along with Walking Dead and Game of Thrones and, like, The Strain and stuff. And um, shall we try and rank this? Um, but before we get to that, I want to okay. talk, there's a few things I want, uh, want to talk about. Uh, uh, Ridley Scott was an executive producer on this. He, it's been his pet project for about a decade now. He's been... Pitching it to loads of TV stations and trying to hmm. to get this off the ground, and finally Amazon said, "Right, we'll make a pilot and see how it goes," because that's how Amazon do it. 
Uh, Netflix, you get a free year commitment. Amazon will give you a pilot. <laughs> uh, but uh, he got the. Uh, I think the uh, the costumers and the, the uh, and the the set designers and everything are of of uh, Ridley Scott's regular guys. Like they've been with him since Blade Runner. Uh, and it really shows it. It's got. It, I don't know what the budget for this is, but it, it's looks decent. It, it's decent enough. It, it's high end television, uh, middle end cinema, really. Well, if, if if they paid over twenty pounds for it, they got free delivery on that. <laughs> so. The um, it's good, and I'm gonna keep watching it. It is good. I just kind of wish they'd adapted Fatherland instead. Because it's a similar type of book, but it doesn't have the, frankly, silliness of the possible alternate reality type thing. Like, Fatherland is, plus it doesn't have the silliness of having to set in America. In Fatherland, America was never conquered, it's just Europe. And its, it's conspiracy plot is the high, is, is Hitler getting his high-up Nazi guys to murder, uh, murder other high-up Nazis from the World War II period, basically to try and cover up the Holocaust. Because he's trying to make himself out to be the wonderful statesman, greatest guy in the world. And that, so this loyal Nazi who fought in World War II in like a submarine is uncovers this conspiracy and then suddenly everyone dies and it's like a government thriller type thing. So like a 1977 and I think that possibly would have been a stronger uh, thing to go mm. after instead of Man in the High Castle. Uh, there is something I want to see more of it in the series, like what Europe is like. Yeah. Because it, it's all been about America. And, well, obviously enough because... It, <laughs> it's being made by Americans. It's going to be about America, but I want to see that. Well, like Ireland conquered by the Nazis is probably going to be a lot like America, but with more sheep. That that's exactly yeah. it. I, I want to see what Ireland's like because yeah. being Irish, I have an overinflated self, it's sense of our country's self-importance. <laughs> sure, it's not much difference. It's about the beer's a bit better. <laughs> like, what was it like here in, during Independence Day? <laughs> Did we have an alien ship over to the? Uh, I don't know, Liberty Key. Maybe. Uh, over the floozy in the jacuzzi. Yes! <laughs> Statue Molly Malone just gets nuked. Probably. Um, oh, but if they'd done like a, a, a localised version of Independence Day for, for that, just have, the, have like the GPO. Actually, inspired. talking about that, the, the BBC made a radio drama uh, set uh, like during Independence Day. It, was, uh, it came out when uh, Independence Day came out and. Uh, it's a like a three or four part radio drama, half hour episodes, uh, and uh, one of the lines from the last episode is, is that um, they they've done all this work behind the scenes to to save the world basically, and then uh, one of one of the high up soldiers says when it come, uh, when the Americans start telling a story, they make it look like it was all their plan. <laughs> there was. There's a film uh, made in the in the UK in the mid '60s called "It Happened Here." Oh yes, and uh, if you want to see what what Ireland or well, set in England, but Ireland's similar enough. Uh, it's like in World War Two, conquer the Nazis. There you go, but English so, conquering by the Nazis. So um, that's every week. Uh, in every week we do a, a, a ranking of the shows we've watched. Um, what I have written down here is the pilot season Pantheon of, Pantheon of Prowess, because uh, I was trying to be alliterative. Um, and of doesn't start with a P. <laughs> or season. It's the pilot okay. season pa Pantheon of Power. Hush. <laughs> I'm not going to hush the guest. She's taller than me. And she yeah, you have to work with me next week. <laughs> And she and she can regu she regularly kills people. <laughs> um, okay, the, that uh, might be in character right now. 
You don't know unless you're seeing the video part. <laughs> it's uh, the list, I'll, I'll go through the entire list, uh, I'll be having it right now. It is, How Honey I'm Home at 24, uh, 23 is Days Like These, which is that 70s show you Okay, uh, 23 is Pachinski with Farting Peter Boyle the dog. Uh, 21 is Dark Man, which has a lot of stock footage from a movie. Uh, 20 is J Justice League of America, 1997. Uh, 19 is K-Time Mystery Science Theater, where we kind of cheated and watched like the third episode because you can't find the first one <gasps> fall. Um, We're sorry. There's a, a verbal, there's an audible scoff coming from our guest. Uh, at 18 <laughs> is Wrestle Wrestling Society X, which includes, um, after, again, uh, Post production added in fireworks for um, professional wrestling. It looks really stupid. At number seventeen is the XWF, which is a Hulk Hogan-led uh, wrestling promotion. At number sixteen is Shotgun Saturday Night, which is a WWF thing, which um, had um, midgets in the main event. At number fifteen is the live-action Clerks uh, pilot. Fourteen, the IT Crowd US. Thirteen, Clarissa. Now the um, ever so bland uh, Clarissa explains it all. Uh, Spin-off. Red Dwarf UK at number 12, Coupling UK at number 11, Doctor Strange from 1978 with all the Jessica Walter and all the funky, funky music at number 10. And the 10. villain monster guy who sounds like Bane from Dark Knight Rises. He does yes, actually. Yes. Hey, Doctor Strange, now I'm done with my life with the prosthetic son. No! And, and it looks like it looks like 70s Doctor Who. And at number 9 is The Adventures of Super Pup, which is... Bizarre. bizarre. Um, I, I, I don't know if you know anything about this, but I can believe it's bizarre. Uh, basically, it had um, uh, little people playing uh, like dog versions of the basic dog version of Superman. Um, all like, the, the main actors um, were all either in Freaks or, um, or the Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, or both. Uh, one of them was in Freaks and Child Bride, and I think the Wizard of Oz as well. Oh, Angelo, yeah. what do you call him? Who has also played Master in, uh, in, in Master Bots. Yeah, uh, yeah, Little Mo. Or yeah, he's it? like my second favourite dwarf actor. He's a, he is super pop, I think. Um, J.J. Goodall, part of the X-Men, sorry, is number eight. It's just, I so, like that, even, a, even though it had an Australian Wolverine. Yeah, and it, it got the, the, the pacing on that is basically nonsense. The, art, the it's, art's fucking brilliant. It, it's proper Claremont X-Men. <laughs> and the, the, I, art, the artwork is beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's like, it's a... It was well, it wasn't a bad um, show at all. Number seven is uh, seven is J. J. Doyle, which is Magnum PI uh, backdoor pilot for a show about a uh, a woman who uh, basically works as a security guard for uh, for major celebrities, and really it she's relegated to just a thing for uh, Magnum to to with his mustache. And at number six is Lookwell, the um, Conan O'Brien. Um, pilot for a, a show where Adam West plays a, a washed-up TV, detect uh, TV detective who thinks he's a real detective. And at number five is Tag Team, where Roddy Piper and Jesse Body Ventura uh, are wrestlers who get kicked out of wrestling and become cops. At number four <laughs> is Pain, which is the US version of um, Posh Towers. At number three is The Cage, which was uh, Star Trek's uh, original pilot. At number two is The Colton, a backdoor pilot from MacGyver, where you have about about five minutes of Richard Anderson in the entire thing. He's in the beginning, he's in the end, and nowhere else in the middle. But you've got Cuba Gooding Jr., so... Eh. And number one is Heat Vision and Jack, which was... Alan. Brilliant. Beautiful. Amazing. Uh, a godsend. The greatest thing. Given to us by aliens in the ancient times. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the form of Dan Harmon and Ben Stiller and Jack Black. Um, so, Alan, where would you push uh, the man in the high castle? Okay, this is definitely the best thing with Nazis we've reviewed. <laughs> Considering the number 24 that I highlighted. Oh, but the Ilza TV show. Yeah. Well, 
Like that there, yeah. We've, we've got, we've had Honey, I'm Home is the only other Nazi-based thing we've done. <laughs> that it's was a far a... better taste than How Honey, I'm Home. <laughs> nah. uh, at least, at least the, the tone is better. We're going to have to wrap up some things. Factor's going to die in a little while. Oh, God. Um, so where do you think we put this album? No uh, pressure. Okay, right. Here, here's the important question. I, I, I don't think this can go anywhere other than the top. Yes. So is it better than Heath Vision and Jack? Have, have we defeated <laughs> Heath Vision and Jack? <laughs> Um, I'm gonna say no. Really? Yeah. Okay, then I will help you out, Voda. I've been outvoted by Diamanda Hagen. <laughs> so, <laughs> The Man in the High Castle is our new number one. <laughs> but for a new one to Owens, you have to do. You have to do, like, Doctor Who's original pilot. Yeah. So, yes. The, the original version of Unearthly Child, because there's two versions. Yeah, I, I have a Oh, uh, I, have a, I have a DVD. Oh, yeah. Um, between the back Dying in the next about 10 minutes at most, you might wrap up. Yeah. Uh, this has been another episode of Pilot Season. Uh, next week, I think, is, is the Naked Game Show next week? The, the, the Naked, naked game, game Show? show. Uh, naked Jungle. Naked Jungle. Naked jungle. Yeah, keep checking with Naked Thing. This was my. Um, I said that to be me down and Keith Chegwin walk around naked for uh, half an hour. Uh, that's next week, is the Naked Jungle with Keith Chegwin. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> channel 5 wants to be more risque than Channel 4. And um, I have been Patrick Brogan, the Unemployed Historian. You can find me at theunemployedhistorian.com, nerdwise.com, and a bunch of other places. They're all on the website. Go there and find it. Go on iTunes and rank and rate and whatever with this thing. Um, we'll come to Alan now. So that I've got a guess. Uh, Demon Hagen, if anyone, wants to, if anyone wants to find you, where can they find you? Well, you can usually find me being absolutely terribly horrible, and sometimes in character being terribly horrible, sometimes not. At uh, channelawesome.com and demandahagen.wordpress.com or blip.tv blip .tv slash demandahagenlecturebitch, or just Google demandahagen and, you know, fall in love. So, Alan, if people wanted to find you, how would they find you? Would they send, would they send a tape? Uh, <laughs> But maybe their sister who gets shot by Japanese people. It is very convenient to do it that way, but <laughs> if if you don't have that that much resources, you could go to Twitter, where I'm at Alan Baron, which is spelled A L A N B E I R N E. Uh, if you didn't catch that, you can rewind. Uh, I'm uh, on Tumblr. Alan audio, Baron. Alan. <laughs> I'm being video at all. AlanBaron.tumblr.com, or I have a website which is alanbaron.com. However, it has kind of been annexed by two uh, Axis superpowers, so it's it's not really there at the moment. And um, I like to pride myself on the fact that I do a lot of historical um, information and stuff whenever I discuss things like this. However, I like to do that, but I can't because I don't. So if I'm wrong about anything I've mentioned today, you can send an email to the unemployed historian <laughs> and complain. Yeah. Contact at theunemployedhistorian.com for complaints about Diamanda Hagen. Uh, yes. I'd like to thank Diamanda for um, bringing me on the podcast and allowing us to come into her uh, her uh, room where she's staying at the con <laughs> to uh, record. And uh, now we're probably going to go and eat food because we haven't eaten all day. Well, you have. I, I have. But we have. I was clever. But myself and Diamanda have not eaten. So, um... Thank you for coming on the show, and um, goodbye, internets. Bye. <laughs> goodbye, camera. <laughs> and that's an order from Supermax. Yeah. I had a mouth panic in my I turned the mic on. Yes, I turned the mic on. <laughs> <laughs>